0: You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class.
1: Sponsored by Dext. Make the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights.
0: Rob Brown here on the Accounting Influencers podcast. We are giving 35,000 accounting professionals all over the world in 150 countries, the very best interviews and what's happening in the accounting profession. I'm thrilled to have with me today, an old friend of the show and squarely a legend in the accounting and fintech space. It's Randy Johnston. Randy, welcome to the
1: show. Well, Rob, thank you for having me back. And my, what an interesting topic we get to talk about today.
0: Well, we do. And uh, you and I speak to accounting firms all the time. You particularly have a handle on some of the biggest firms in the world, certainly in the U.S. there. You work with them and, and there are people. What are the top priorities for CPA or accounting firms? That's what we're talking about today. And before we dive into that, just give us a flavor of some context, Randy, and the world that we find ourselves in, and then we can speak to the priorities that that world is bringing up. Because we're in crazy times, aren't we?
1: we are in crazy times. And just for the listeners, I don't very often do a deep dive on background. I'm not going to do that on myself, but you know me and some of your listeners know me from prior interviews, but my K2 business produces around 1600 events to about a hundred thousand CPAs in the U S and Canada every year. So uh, PD in Canada, CPD in the UK and so forth. And uh, this year, mom is from Australia. She'll be hundred years old. So I tend to think Uh, US and the crown and the colonies. So I'm going to tell you that, you know, India and South Africa and Australia, New Zealand, I I tend to think that way. So they've got some limitations in the way I think. But that said, the CPA firms that I deal with are anywhere from sole practitioners up to all of the big four and and top 100 in the US. So here's what they're thinking about. Uh, The number one technology issue that they're considering this year is having a single port, one place that you can interact with the firm. And that's a big deal because what's happened is so many firms have multiple different ways of transferring information in and out of the firm. They need to get that under control. My favorite phrase from a managing partner in the past year was, we uh, kept getting splinters in our fingers and all we did was put another Band-Aid on it instead of getting the splinter out. What a great analogy. And, and it turns out that firm had nine portals, nine portals. You should have really one that's client-facing. Clearly, talent is an issue. And, you know, trying to recruit, re- recruit and retain talent and team members is a big problem globally, but we believe that the right strategy is to have a better technology experience for the team members. And I flipped my recommendations in this area, Rob, because historically and for 40 years, I've said, let's do what's in the best interest of the clients and ha- make it as easy for our team members as possible and have them be able to work and then drop the mo- maximum bottom line dollars to the partners. But I flipped that around to say, what is, it that is required to have the best possible team experience? And with that team, what services can we deliver to clients which drop maximum bottom line dollars to the partners? So so that flip is real important. It's a really
0: good distinction. We'll dip into that a little bit more, but I was asking you about the context. Clearly, we're coming out of the pandemic now. It's still around, but to all intents and purposes, it's gone. We've got chat GPT and AI on the horizon. We've got a talent shortage of people leeching out of the CPA profession, not even taking accounting degrees. Uh, We've got a whole slew of drivers that are affecting the profession, but you're saying it very well. It comes down to tech and talent. If firms get those two things right, they'll solve the majority of the problems. Is that fair?
1: That is fair. Now, clearly, there's some other things coming right behind it, Rob. Because those happen to be the two biggies. And, you know, people are trying to solve those problems with, um, you know, outsourcing. All right, that can make sense. But the outsourcing costs are rising. And if we can use technology like AI to generate, uh, you know, some of the work and more Rapid fashion. That's super good. But we also have security risk. You know, as you and I have chatted t- t- in the past, risk mitigation, risk management for CPA firms is still a big deal. And frankly, we're not doing a very good job as a profession at managing our risks. So security still is high in the radar and we actually see this in all sorts of other areas but you know there was a relatively recent article in the economist which i think might help some of our listeners think about the landscape and that that uh, article i think was published on april 16th of 23 uh, called the bigger four It's worth reading if our listeners have not done that, but the bigger four showed what had happened with the revenue streams in Deloitte, PwC, EY, and KPMG between 2017 and 2022, and they went from about 125 million in revenue up to about 175. Okay, big four getting bigger, but the key thing was tax in the large practices had dropped below 24 percent of their revenues, and audit was about 25% of the revenues and 50 plus percent was labeled as advisory. Now, in my world, I think the big four tend to do a lot more consulting than advisory work, but that's a, that's a good topic for another day. But as it turns out, advisory is where it's at in the big four. And it's clear it's that way in the top 100. The firms that are having the greatest profitability, the best client results, have a combination of client accounting services, CAS, plus advisory. And in my world, I lead with advisory and I trail with CAS. And in the U.S. market, particularly in the small and mid firms, the most successful firms right now are building practices which combine tax- services, compliance, along with client accounting services. And it's the tech stacks that make those client accounting services work right. And it's advisory that should be driving it. So, you know, if you talk about another priority, it's clear that getting client accounting services and advisory right becomes the next big deal. And uh, I think we can drive a lot of those advisory and cash services with AI and we can drive it with better uh, accounting automation, automation services was my big word last year. Uh, so automation still top of mindset, but it's not quite as important as some of these other things now. And
0: traditionally, the problem with consulting or advisory services for accountants is their ability to price it because it was a project-based work. It was a one-off, so it didn't give retained income, monthly recurring revenues. But if accounting firms can get that pricing right with a subscription-based approach or um, a recurring revenue, then
1: that becomes something that can replace compliance work or augment. And that's exactly what the, the US firms have found on this. So pricing, it is radically important. And notice I'm probably in the minority. I don't think compliance is going away anytime soon. Okay, and there's a lot of people that talk like that. But now what's going to happen is you've got compliance. But, you know, clients have to do compliance, but they want to make their personal lives and business lives better. So if you can uh, design services that you can get a recurring fee for that really revolve around advisory and cash, Uh, You've got less risk than you have with audit work, even though audit work is more profitable right now in the United States than it's been in a while. That's another one of the interesting trends. But if we can get you in that mold, you won't be uh, buried with seasonal work. You'll have more of a consistent revenue stream year round. You'll have deeper relationships with your clients. And in my mind, an overused term trusted advisor is really still what the best of my accountant clients are to their clients. They have independence and trust that runs deep and advisory is kind of the way to get there. But again, I'm not trying to tell your listeners how to run their practices. But I'm just reporting the trends that I'm seeing and the big things that are going on in the profession, certainly in the US and Canada. And we're seeing it in Australia, New Zealand, clearly as well.
0: There's so many aspects in which we mirror here in the UK, what happens in the US a few years later, Randy. Not to say that you're ahead of us in, in the accounting space, but in some areas, perhaps. When it comes to the technology, what are the key obstacles? And, and as, a, as a suggestion to start that question, the vendor agenda. They're very good at selling software, but do the vendors talk to one another? How integrated are they? Best in class versus a suite of products versus everything. in the, But all of these things are on the agenda. And it must be bewildering for our chief technology officers and chief digital people and managing partners in firms to make decisions about tech.
1: Oh, it's, it's horrible because, um, you must be reading my mind because the <laughs> ne- next area I was going to go to was, you know, what the vendors are doing, but it's not only just the vendors of the products. And I'll just throw some big names out because again, I'm. Cognizant and thinking about these providers on a regular basis, but if you look at the Walters Kluwer CCHs, the Thomson Reuters, the Intuits, the Zeros, the uh, Irises, and HG Capitals, and I can keep naming them because I think I my my job is to pretty much know them all. One of the concerns I've got is that uh, having followed technology and accountancy for 40 plus years. Um, Individuals came up with great ideas to build new generation products. At this point, almost all products are either public or private equity owned. And the private equity and venture capital investments in software vendors are changing the landscape. And I you know, and I understand we can have a whole private equity in CPA firm uh, discussion as well. But what happens here is the motivation to drop bottom line dollars in these businesses is the strongest I've seen in four or five years and it has nothing to do with the pandemic. Uh, Because of that, two or three things are happening. One, service levels are at about the lowest point I've ever seen in 40 years. Number two, innovation that could be accelerating even more is slowed down from lack of funding. Number three, experienced people are often laid off because they're the most expensive person in the organization. They just happen to also have the most experience. And, you know, there's lots of other things. And by the way, having new blood doesn't mean new innovation. It just means making the same mistakes over in many cases. All right. And so there's this real awful Uh, thing going on right now where the innovation is actually, it looks fast, but it's actually progressing more slowly than it should. Innovations in very simple, straightforward things like document management and workflow and practice management are actually decelerating rather than accelerating, even though there's more options. So Rob, as I see it, here I'm the managing partner, or I'm the CIO, or I'm the, you know, uh, a technology partner in charge or whatever title you want to associate with it. And you're being told all this stuff by vendors that frankly isn't so. And what really chapped me, uh, Chapped for your listeners, if it's a, U, a U.S. term that you don't understand, is uh, uh, "p.o'd." Uh, I guess it might be another one. Uh, I, I don't want to use the wrong words on the air with you, but you get the idea. I'm stay pissed off on this show, but it, what really got my goat
0: is a good UK phrase as well. Oh, that's but a I great like, phrase. Okay. I like chapped.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so what really got my goat uh, <laughs> was sales teams from major publishers being told to tell untruths. To their customers
0: there you go okay. yeah. and they're very good at selling aren't they randy they're very good at weaving a narrative that says you must you need this software it's the next best thing yeah
1: and you know even though i love uh automation and technology sometimes there's better ways to do it than you know putting another band-aid on the splinter and, and so the the trick here is in the old days you know using the the uh you know old used car sales joke you know what's the difference between a used car salesman and a software salesman the used car salesman knows when they're lying. Uh, but, so the, the the today, in some cases, the software salespeople have been told to misrepresent their products to their clients. That's unconscionable. So here you are trying to do your due diligence and you're being intentionally told Mister. Okay, so, but not going too much further down that, you're gonna have to do exceptionally strong due diligence more so than I've seen in 40 years. So just understand how much you're going to have to do the due diligence. And even when you're told something's going to work, you can anticipate it won't. Further, in the old days, vendors could catch up and, you know, build features that they promised. And nowadays, they don't have the development teams, resources, and so forth to get the job done. So then that leads us to the next major issue, Rob pretty much every significant practice platform that you're using practice management tax audit workflow document management how many do you want me to name all of them are going to be changed and they're all trying to be cloudified but the cloud providers the infrastructure guys that would be Microsoft Azure and Amazon web services and Google often can't get enough performance to actually get the job done so now we have this Well, uh, you know, in the U.S., we build a lot of big roads. So in big cities, it's not unusual that we have, you know, 16 lane highways, eight lanes in each direction and they're parking lots, right? And so, you know, what we're doing is we're building bigger and bigger parking lots in the cloud, and that's rather disturbing too. So this whole uh, piece, and then there's one more piece that goes into play, hooking these Platforms together. You know, we've called that digital plumbing, but tools like uh, Zapier and C Data and Boomi and many others that your listeners probably know about, they don't actually get all the job done. And the vendors are talking about exposing their technologies with application program interfaces or APIs, and the darned APIs don't expose everything to get the job done. So, you know, my favorite management phrase from 2016 was if you say it real fast it sounds easy i <laughs> just put these products hook them together and it'll all work yeah maybe not
0: challenging times for accountants and the firms that they represent randy if firms don't get a handle on technology and talent what's going to happen oh
1: this is not good for the firms it's not good for their team members and it's not good for their clients so i am not a pessimist <laughs> so and you just heard what i said um you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, first, you've got to get a, a, a handle around the technology because it's one of the few levers you can get to not work quite so hard, right? But I think what will happen is you'll work harder and harder for less and less profit and poorer results. Those are, that's a terrible combination. So you're going to have to be very thoughtful about your client offering. And, you know, historically, people have talked about niche offerings or advisory offerings and so forth. And, you know, you're going to have to actually have discussions with clients about what they want. Now, again, like we said earlier in compliance, there's what clients have to have, and then there's things that they want to have, and then there's the nice to haves. And in economic hard times, you know, the nice to haves often are one of the first things to get cut. And part of the reason we fall back to compliance is it's a must-have. So, you know, you want to get your want-to-have services to be so strong with your clients, they become must-haves. So, you know, I I hope I got to the heart of your question. You know, what will happen if you do the same old thing? You're going to get poorer results. You're not going to get the same result. So again, I don't want to sound threatening. You've survived a lot of different changes, Uh, you know, for the older listeners, if you were around when computers first started, you remember green bar paper and, uh, you know, using those col- 13 column pads to do work. And, you know, there was talk, Oh, this will eliminate the accountants and, you know, spreadsheets. Oh, that'll eliminate the account. No, that you, you're never going to eliminate the accounting profession, but the value of the accounting profession has to be driven and kept up with the times. So what are you doing with your personal life? And what are you doing with your business? What are you doing with your firm to keep it up? Uh, with, you know, what's going on. That's why I love technology, Rob, is, you know, it's always something new and, you know, you kind of vet it and say, oh, that's a good idea, that's a bad idea, that's a brilliant idea. Oh, that one doesn't make any sense at all but your clients are doing the same doggone thing. And final question, Randy, for the accounting professionals themselves, we've talked
0: about firm-wide priorities. What skills and attributes are accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers going to need in the next few years to stay competitive and relevant? Otherwise they'll just become obsolete, won't they? They'll lose touch, they'll lose impact.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you some generic answers and uh, some specific answers. First, an attitude of continuous learning is, I think, paramount to all of this it's not about pd or cpe it's about i'm just curious and want to know and uh you know if i if you can get everybody on the team doing that and provide an uh, an environment to make that possible uh i don't want to say required but just a culture of learning that's a big deal okay then the next one that's going to be i think pretty critical and you already have these skills by the way so many of the things you already have as a skill Um, you're going to have to be quite good at interpreting financial statements. And one of the biggest shortages in client accounting services and advisory is not having the skills. And so many of the CPA firm professionals have discovered that bringing in a CPA who's had industry experience helps them build their CAS services properly. So you may have to figure out what really interests you and focus on that. But you have got to get brilliant at looking at financial statements. I drive people crazy, Rob, because I can look at a financial statement and in you know 15 seconds point out three things that it's like, how did you see that? I well, know it's because I've read financial statements a long time and I know there's an underpinning problem right here, right? So you've got to be that good with financial statements. Now, remember, most of your clients can't read numbers. They don't understand them. They're counting on you to, to do that. And, and being able to tell a narrative Around accounting data makes a heck of a lot of sense to me in terms of what you you should be good at. Uh, you can go further with the way you present things. So we're going to see more prescriptive, you know, uh, prescriptive analytics and descriptive analytics and so forth. That's going to become a bigger deal, and it is becoming part of the CPA exam for the United States uh, in terms of certifications. But I think understanding how to uh analyze various sets of data and present insights is a big deal there's probably some more but you know those are so top of mindset that if you don't have those it's tough
0: great food for thought randy we are a profession not necessarily under threat there's a huge amount of complacency we're still going to need accountants and the services that they provide but I love what you said about the value of the accounting profession generally as it serves the business community and, and individuals out there. So much to think about. But thank you so much, Randy Johnson, for sharing your insights with us on the top priorities for our CPA and accounting firms in this crazy world we find ourselves in today. Thank you so much for your time.
1: I appreciate your time and all your listeners. We'll talk to you again.
0: You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast.
1: Sponsored by Advanced Track. Helping you as an accountant confidently choose between outsourcing and offshoring.